Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Praise the Lord. Here in the scripture, we see that heaviness is not just an emotional state that somebody can assume or a psychological condition as perpetuated by science. But scripture says some dimensions of heaviness are as a result of the workings of a spirit. So, in this prophecy concerning Jesus, we see the announcement of the ministry of Jesus, and one of the things God says he's going to do in that acceptable year is to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them Beauty for us. That's God is thinking about his people. People mourning in Zion are God's people. So the reality of life is that even when you are in Zion, there is a possibility for things to happen that will call for mourning. And here God is saying that even though that possibility is there, there is also intervention. And so for those who might be mourning in Zion instead of jubilating, God says he's going to make an appointment unto them. And one of the things God is going to do is I say he's going to give them beauty for ashes. Beauty what? For ashes. Because mourning is not nice. Mourning is not beautiful. So I'll give you beauty for ashes. And he said the oil of joy for mourning the oil of joy for mourning so when people are in deep-seated sorrow or mourning they need an anointing to come out because the tank can be drained the fuel tank can be drained and that's why they need an oil they need an oil of joy what kind of oil is that oil of joy hey oil of joy Without that oil, it might be difficult for you to function in the optimal way you are supposed to function. The reality here is that you can be in church and you are mourning because the fuel tank is leaking. And when it's leaking, one of the things you need is oil. What do you need? Oil. Oil of joy. 
to deal with that spirit of mourning. Then he said, I'll give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, when I read this, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, what really caught my attention is the word there. That I thought it was just some ad hoc spirit. But when I read the, the <laughs> spirit of heaviness, I said, ah, this one is not some passing spiritual. It's a spirit that is well documented in scripture by God himself that it's not some subsidiary coming by some attachment or some spirit. This one there can come on its own. The spirit of heaviness. Now, when the spirit of heaviness comes, <laughs> for some people, it exposes them to all kinds of emotional conditions. The reason why we have to deal with this particular issue, um, I mentioned three things there. Number one is that it, it has direct impact on our fruitfulness. It's in the trees of righteousness that we might be planted, that will bring glory to God. It also has a direct impact to how somebody operates in this life, whether you be established or destabilized, planting. Number three, it has a way of making you not to glorify God when you enter or you allow the spirit of heaviness to take over your life. But in this service, what I want you to look at is <laughs> James chapter 4 verse 9. Why we have to deal with this issue. Why you need to shake it off. In James chapter 4 verse 9, it says that, be afflicted and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Your joy to what? Your joy to heaviness. That word heaviness there means gloom. It means hopelessness. But the reason why we have to deal with this is the fact that a person's joy can be turned into heaviness. And knowing that heaviness is a spirit, that means that this spirit can turn the tables around against you. That a person who is supposed to be operating in joy can have an invasion from the spirit that turns the tables of celebration into a spirit of sorrow, gloom, hopelessness, anxiety. All of a sudden you see that your life has changed. Like Job was doing so well. Within a twinkling of an eye, he was in heaviness. May this spirit never enter your house in Jesus' name. No, it's a prophetic service. <laughs> and, and it's a celebration service. We are going to drive it out. Tell somebody you are going to shake off every heaviness in your life. Now tell somebody, it's not just an emotional condition. It's a spirit, so shake it off. Praise the Lord. May none of your tables of joy be turned into a table of heaviness. Alright, so we said, what is the meaning of this heaviness, spirit of heaviness we are talking about? Number one, we said it's anxiety, Proverbs 12, 25. We said it's gloom in James 4, 9 or hopelessness. In this service, we are learning that one of the meanings of the spirit of heaviness is sorrow. Is what? Sorrow. Is sorrow. Second Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. But I determined this 
with myself. That I will not come again to you in heaviness. How? Two. For if I make you sorrow, who is he then that maketh me glad? But the same which is what? Made sorrow by me. So here, Paul is talking about the heaviness and he's referring to sorrow. It's even clearer in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 2. He said, yet I will distress Ariel. Now, Ariel there means Jerusalem. And there shall be heaviness. There shall be what? And and sorrow, and it shall be unto me as a real. So here he said, the distress of Jerusalem shall be heaviness. And that heaviness is explained as sorrow. So the, one of the definitions of the spirit of heaviness is sorrowfulness. Is what? Sorrowfulness. sorrowfulness. There, there are people who will be there and sorrow will just overwhelm them. Overwhelm them. And sometimes they are unable to shake it off. It becomes so difficult for them to shake it off because they are just sorrowful. Like Job. Sometimes you don't understand yourself. You just get sad. You get what? I can't hear you. You get what? Sad. Sorrowfulness. The next meaning is distress. Is what? Distress. In Philippians 2.26. Watch it. It says, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness. How? Because that ye have heard that what? Being sick. So he longed after you all and was full of heaviness. This Epaphroditus was full of distress. That word heaviness means distress in this particular verse. It means he was full of distress. There are conditions and we attend to those conditions that makes you feel yourself in a a state of distress. In fact, in 1 Peter 1 6, the apostle is speaking and here is what he says. He said, wherein ye greatly rejoice though now for a season, if need be ye are in heaviness through manifold Temptation. So, this word heaviness here also means what? Distress. So, the spirit of heaviness shows its forth in definition in sorrow, in distress. When someone is in distress, I think he's in pain. Hello? It's in pain and mostly they are groaning. In pain. The pain moves beyond the threshold of what they can contain and it begins to break forth. That's the kind of pain that Jesus went through. And the Bible says that he prayed and cried aloud to the one who could deliver him. And the sweat from his sweat glands gave way for blood to come out. When people are in distress, eh, different things pass through different places. And it's a pain that can crush you. And this kind of pain... Is defined as heaviness. You will see that your whole world has become distressful. Hey. And the effect of the spirit of heaviness is that we said that it sets a person's soul on fire so that they are not able to function positively. 
And the psalmist said that my soul melted for heaviness. So it's like when heaviness enters your space, you see that it's like your soul is getting melted. It's a spirit, but it operates in the department of your soul. That's why you see that your mind is engaged in a way that you are not happy. You feel very sorrowful and distressed. And sometimes you cannot be consoled. Because the spirit is nunuing you. <laughs> it's a nunument. <laughs> hey. And when this kind of thing start happening and your soul start melting, you have a sense of weakness. You have low energy. It makes you feel, it makes you feel sick. It makes you feel what? You see that you, you just can't shake it off. And you feel so low in energy and depressed sometimes that it becomes very sickening. The Bible said in Psalm 69 verse 20, David is speaking here. And he's alluding to the spirit, the effect of the spirit of heaven. And he says that reproach has broken my heart. And I am full of heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. So when David now said that reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness, he says that I am sick. I am what? There is the spirit of heaviness that can so melt your soul that you know that you go to the hospital. They say there's nothing wrong with you. By you, you know that I'm not well. You feel so sick that <laughs> it's a feeling. It's what? Because your soul is on fire. Anybody whose soul is on fire, yeah, may God quench it in Jesus' name. You feel so sick and sick. And everyone asks you, are you fine? It's I don't know. Have you been to the hospital? Yes, they said there's nothing wrong with me, but I'm not well. So low in energy, depressed, nothing wrong by the laughs, but she's very sick. Ah. That's the effect. Your soul is on fire. And one of the signs is that one of the effects is that you have a sad face. You have what? Everybody is smiling and you are, you are calculating in your head. Job chapter 9 verse 27. <laughs> when your soul is on fire for heaviness, sad face. Even when you smile, it's economic. Very mechanical. That's why I say it's for the cameras. It's for the cameras. The smile is for the cameras. But you are very sick inside. Boy. He said, if I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself. Next verse. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that thou will not hold me innocent. This is a sad man talking of. And this heaviness of your heart 
can just create a very sad face for you. Hmm? No, be small matter. You see that you have a pensive look. Very pensive. They say good morning. It's like you are angry before you came. But it's not anger. It's just sadness that has gotten into another level. And you have a sad face. Have you been in a a position where you took a picture and you didn't like it before? (laughs) To the whole we are saying. And you are trying to make it nice. It still doesn't look nice. Shall it not be easy? It will not be easy. Shall it? You smile, cry, you are still sad. It's a deep-seated sadness. It's a spirit of heaviness. Some people, when they are sad like that, you are talking to them, they don't hear you. It's a sad face. And when you look at that kind of face, you can lose appetite. Now, the sad face is a transmission of what is happening inside. That some heaviness is beclouding the department that makes you happy. So you can be there and you are crying and you don't even know that the water is falling. Some people are the reason why flood is everywhere these days. So. Shall we? You don't understand yourself. The heaviness has just encompassed you in a way that even when you want to mechanically be nice, it doesn't come. It's like a cop. Put your hand on your head. Don't be over spiritual here. Just put your hand on it and say, Holy Ghost, any spirit of heaviness trying to create sorrow and sadness in my life. Today, take it out of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, shout a big hallelujah here. And there are things that will create the enabling environment for this spirit of heaviness to thrive. They will cause the spirit of heaviness to succeed against you. Now, the spirit of heaven is associated with these things. And when these things are in your life, they are holding ground in your life, it can be very, very terrible. We learn that one of the, those things is diverse temptations or t- the trial of your faith. When your faith says this will happen and the opposite is happening and it's diverse, it's like everything opposite of what you have heard should happen is what is happening. Temptation, left, right, like Job. He just woke up and said, your children are dead. Your building is broken. Your business has caught fire. Are you here at all? That, that kind of diverse temptation, troubled, this, it can just become like a room for the spirit of heaviness. Say, that one is a candidate. And when it's there, you see, there was some crying. Number two, we learn sickness and news of bad events. Number three is continual grief. It's what? Continual 
continual grief or continuous grief. In the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 2, watch it. Paul is speaking and he says that, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. So great heaviness is associated with continual word sorrow. Now that word sorrow there means grief. Grief normally arises when there are losses. When there are what? Losses. losses. Maybe someone died. Someone lost a precious thing. It could be material or immaterial. Someone lost a pregnancy. Lost something, a job. When there are losses, what comes is not sadness. What comes is what? Grief. And it, some people, it takes them a long time to grieve. The heaviness of your end. You involuntarily, you will think you are fine. No, no, you are not fine. All of it. Look, when people come to church eh, and they are smiling with you, eh, some of them are dealing with some complex issues. So mind your business and, 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 and behave yourself. That small smile they have done for you. Hello. Take it like that. Because you don't know the kind of divement they have been doing. Are you here at all? Look at someone say, hey! Chat, people are dealing with things. Some people are grieving because they are 33. And no marriage. On ground. He's been living by herself since. She too, because of Bible, she doesn't fornicate. And she's watching Nigerian movies. And they're saying, love swept. Grief. And so now when he sees pastor dancing in church with the wife, he says, oh, yeah, 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 antelope. Why? Why? God, why? Grief. Sometimes when we are worshiping and people are crying, it's not for the love of God. Charlie, he has remembered some grievous something. It's a post-traumatic expression of some deep-seated grief. Their heart has been heavy long time. Since. Grief. Paul said that continue. You see, and the grief it can continue. It's a, it's a sustained sadness that moves you into another realm. Continue sad. And some people one thing, another. I say cry and sad. Say, so, wow, sometimes you see somebody that resembles your mother. Whew. So you hear a name, Auntie Mercy. Ooh. Charlie. Don't be so matter. And then uh, continuous grief can make the spirit of heaviness begin to look for you. Say, so, this guy is a candidate. So you would think that you are not psychologically very fine. Sometimes the continuity of the grief is as a result of an operation of a spirit that doesn't want you to ever recover. 
He's just taking advantage. It's called exploitation. It's exploiting you through the grief. And by the time you know, you think that but there is something trying to operate behind the scenes using that grief to put you down until all your life sips away. May you be delivered from continuous grief. That amen didn't come out at all. Shout a better amen. In Proverbs chapter 14 verse 13, Proverbs 14, 13, look at it. Proverbs 14, 13 said, even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful. And the end of that myth is heaviness. Even in laughter. People can be sorrowful as they are laughing. And he said, the end of that particular channel, that particular is heaviness. That word heaviness continuous grief. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. I read this and the thing just shook me now. Look at it. It said, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Boy, I don't know how to explain that one. As you explain. I will explain it when I get there. <laughs> this place, yeah, I cannot explain. But remind me that I will explain it. So, one of the uh, uh, things that is associated with the spirit of heaviness is also feelings of a siege. Or feelings that I have been caged. When you feel you are under a siege or you have been caged, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 2 and 3, Isaiah 29, I'm just showing you. This is how you detect it. Or these are the things that can, a spirit can just use to enter your life in a way. And the reverse is also true. When it's on ground, you feel caged, and these feelings of siege can also introduce it into your life. In Isaiah 29, 2 and 3, it says, Yet I would distress a real, and there shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be what? Unto me as a real. Look at the next verse. He said, And I will camp against thee roundabout, and will lay siege against thee with a mount, and I will raise forts against thee. So this is the Lord just speaking. And whatever is being said there is that I am causing Jerusalem to be in the state of heaviness. But this is the picture. The picture is that there shall be an encampment, an ambushment. Like someone who has been hidden in a fort. So when, when people feel caged or you feel like you are under siege, you, there is no way out. There is nothing coming in. You just feel like everywhere is blocked. There is this heaviness that can just come upon. Why am I not getting pregnant? Now, wow. It's like you are under a cage. You are under a siege. And it can introduce some heaviness upon you. It's like, everywhere is blocked. No joy. You feel cage. And there are people who feel like that. Sometimes you just wake up and you don't even know the next move to make. 
Because everywhere is blocked. You are like in a fort and it's been, it's been shut down. One day, in Cape Coast, I went to a place. The place is called Aborinum. That's where one of the forts in Cape Coast is located. So we used to jog when I used to play. We used to jog, jog back and forth, back and forth. So I had been jogging there when I used to play. Then some years after, I, a church member of mine had some Danish come to the country for exchange program. And I visited them in Denmark the year before. So they came and then we're taking them around. And then we went inside the fort. When we went inside, this is a secular, you know, built fort. Very long wall. When you enter, wow. I've been in Cape Coast all my life. Jogged around that place a long time. And when I entered, I said, hey, human beings live here. Boy, try and visit a fort one day. So when someone is, a, a fort can be shut and the whole place is come dark. You don't know where to pass. If they lock you in a fort, you'll be screaming, nobody will hear you. The walls are like soundproof. That's the kind of siege people feel in life. Some conditions can make you feel like, so this one that I have lost everything, how am I coming out? Because you try everywhere and it's like there's a backlash. There's a pushback. Are you here at all? Today, may God take you out of that situation. Finally, feelings of shame and reproach. We read it in Psalm 69. When you have feelings of shame and reproach, it can just give you some heaviness of heart. And in 69 verse 20 Psalms, David was speaking and he says that reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I am full of, the reason why he's full of heaviness is that reproach has broken his shame. When you have feelings of shame, you, you are there and then it's like bad news has broken about you. And you, you are there and you feel very heavy. You want to shake yourself. It's not shaking. What will you eat? I don't have appetite. Somebody wants to talk to you. You are not ready to talk. That feeling of shame can just make somebody begin to have the spirit of heaviness. Because it's a feeling. You are going into the midst of people. It's like, we shannon. That kind of feeling of shame. You just have a feeling of shame. That this one, this happened to that person. That happened to that person. That happened to that person. And that's why I quoted the Proverbs chapter 10 verse 1. It said, the proverb of, the, of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. So the reason why the mother is having heaviness is because of the foolishness of the son. So when concern or worry for the foolishness of loved ones, eh, when you have a loved one who is foolish, 
and you are concerned about that one, it can make your heart heavy. Concerned for a loved one. When a loved one is unwell, or is not functioning well, it can become a concern for you. It can give you a heavy heart. So this child that is going to school, would this child ever, you know, be normal? That kind of heaviness can overwhelm you. I am praying that God will not allow any of us here to have loved ones who have become a concern to us. That amen is not coming out at all. None of your children shall be a foolish child. Your spouse. A woman was talking to me. He says that for over 25 years, I've been praying for my husband to stop this lustful immorality. He called me. The woman was very sad. He said, when will this man stop? And she wants to divorce. But when she prays, God is saying, stop. So her heart was very heavy. When she was talking to me, he said, Pastor, what should I do? This guy, he started calling the man guy. He said, this guy will not change. And some years ago, the man went to bring one woman. The woman wanted to kill the wife. And we prayed and it backfired. That's within a man that, that evil woman died. So it's not like he's doing even just women. Or sometimes these things put my life, you know, on Kai. Recently, she's going to see something very bad. You call me and say, Pastor, why? Like her heart was very heavy. So I was chewing polo. You know polo. I ask her, would she choose some? She said, Pastor, no polo matter. No be polo matter. <laughs> she, she was crying on her voice. This is a foolish man. So for, I thought that, yes, when you are younger, you are misbehaving. No, but not now. Abba. The wife was very heavy. You will not have a spouse with concern like that. You, you just behave somewhere like that. Say, you will not have, hey! Sure. You think this is where some... Some, something I read about a pastor whose wife, the pastor, is the young man in the church and outside the church blowing the wife like that. Pastor is always very tensed. He said, ah. It's usually the other way around. I told you that gender equality is coming. <laughs> they have spoken to the woman, she said, Niamaya, Niamaya. Multiple partners. Some other one to the pastor's wife is a lesbian. Just firing left, right, center girls in the church. Oh. So the, every time the pastor's heart is, the pastor comes out very angry. People don't know the foundation of his anger. And very heavy. Smart and then the fuse. Heaviness and this thing can take energy from you. Concern for a loved one. Are you here? I said the Lord would deliver all of us from this thing in Jesus' name. Boy, things there. If you and I are here, we should be thanking God. Praise the Lord. Can you give Jesus a big clap offering? 
remedies to shake off heaviness. We said that you need to receive Jesus. It says that all of you are heavy laden. Heavy laden. Come, I'll give you rest. Number two, personal determination. Paul said, I have determined myself. You see, when you feel this lowness and depression and it's like kill yourself. Come to a logical place where you have a personal determination that affliction will not see my end. I will see the end of affliction. Is somebody here at all? Don't let anything useless you. Have a determination that I'm going to overcome this thing. I'm going to what? You can be crying over at the back of your mind. After the cry, I will overcome this thing. If you are here, wave your hands. Let me see. So from that, being a Christian and having that personal determination, you start your journey. In fact, I gave the key number three, but I'm going to give you that as the last key here. So the next thing you have to do for this service is that you need to give yourself an opportunity to feast on good word. Feast on what? I can't hear you. Feast on what? Good word. In Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25, look at the reason why someone was perpetually in heaviness. Proverbs 12 25 says, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop. That word stoop there is depressed. But a good word maketh it glad. And there is no good word such as the word of God. When you hear a word of faith, it begins to build energy in your spirit. And you start shifting from the place where the spirit of heaviness is inundating you to the place where the spirit or the garment of praise comes upon yourself. The oil of gladness, the oil of joy start coming upon yourself. Connection and feasting on the word of God. That's why Job told the wife that you, the thing you are telling me, you know, is foolishness. You see, when your spirit gets low and you are losing energy, you don't need people who contribute to your leakage. You need people who fuel you up. You need a word that will fuel you up. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? What do you need? A good word. Say a good word. Will make you glad. Tell somebody a good word. Will make you glad. One more time. Tell somebody you need a good word. To make you glad. Psalm 119 verse 28. Look at it again. Feast on a good word. Go on the podcast. You see that message is that joy. Peace. Is there. Very powerful. Just feast on a good word. He said that my soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. It is the word of God that will bring strength to a person whose spirit is losing energy. When you feel like giving up because you are overwhelmed by heaviness. One of the things you do is to Connect your spiritual pipe to the word of God. Connect it. You can go to somebody and this proverb, a ripe mango will attract stones. One person will introduce you to you that this is an attack. Another person like myself will tell you that it's an indication that you are great. That you are not great, why are they throwing stones? It's only a great person. They are showing you you are great in case you are not convinced. 
Another person say it's an attack. 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 So as you hear attack, 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 you feel like running. Attack, attack, you feel like dying. Attack, attack, you feel like disappearing. Attack, attack, you feel like entering into the pit. But when you hear that the stones are an indication that you are ripe for greatness, you say, hey, you start taking steps. Are you here at all? Receive this word in the name of Jesus. That's why when you are having challenges, you don't need people who have the skill of pointing to weaknesses. You need people who have the skill of highlighting solutions. They give you energy. They give you what? Come on now. It says strengthen me. There's a way that you, you some people, they are vibe. They are what? Jakuala <laughs> Kataka. They are inflators. They can just blow you up right now. <laughs> some people, when they come around, life comes to you. You need to connect with those. Are you here at all? When your marriage is encountering challenges, connect with people who have turned it around before. Not people who went down south. Am I talking to somebody now? The angel, when he met Mary, and Mary was having challenges accepting the pregnancy, he said, go to Elizabeth. That one is pregnant and her condition is like your own. When you go, and when they met, you see that the babies in their womb started clicking. There are some people who will give you energy. Apart from the word of God, they will give you energy. Are you here at all? You don't need people. Oh, let me even say the next point. That's why you have to check the word you are hearing. Check it. When, When you are encountering heaviness, check what you hear. If you hear the wrong people, the spirit of heaviness will take over your life. Because sometimes, some things look like rejection. But on the agenda of God is direction. Is what? Come on now, is what? This thing that is making you feel like you want to kill yourself. Is God working on? Is God what? If some people don't misbehave, you will never start a business. It's direction now. Yesterday, I was telling one woman who used to work for her boss. The boss slapped her and she stopped the work. Now she's a top manager in one big company. Yes. Yesterday, she was telling me that she has ordered a car for the husband. This is three years ago. They were paying her $1,007. So I told her that you have to go and give that madam an offering. He said, Pastor, it's true. Because now where she is, it's like, like this. Do you understand? So, some bad things will happen to you to direct you to where you are supposed to be. Don't die for the bad thing. God knows what he is doing. What did the Bible say? All things, they work together. <laughs> are you here at all? I see you getting there in the name of Jesus. God knows what he's about to. Boy. Boy. You know, some people, when you meet them, now it's like, hey, hey, hey. You say, hey. 
Hey. Wow. You have to live with people who are positive. Who are what? Some people, when they have this heaviness, they want to withdraw from everybody. Why? Ask somebody, why? Just withdraw from bad people. That's why the Bible says that don't stop fellowshipping with the brethren. 1025. Make sure. Make sure. Because there is positive energy. There's what? You see what will happen here. Anybody carrying heaviness from today is banished out of your life. Two more keys be then we'll be fine. It's like keys and I'm making it short, short. What can you do again? Fasting and prayers. What? Fasting and prayers. Ezra 9.5. When there is heaviness on your spirit. Sometimes as a pastor you see that you can't shake it off. You feel very dry. As a Christian you can't open the scriptures. You don't have appetite to pray. Something is suppressing you. Ezra 9.5. He said, and at the evening sacrifice, I arose up from my heaviness. And having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. Next verse. And said, oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face. I mean, he was fasting and praying. From his heavy heart. He was fasting and praying. One of the things that will send energy to your spirit. When you sense all this cloud of heaviness and powerlessness. Is to enter into fast. Positively. Enter into fast. Because fasting. According to Isaiah 58. It will give you power to deal with any bondage. The devil is trying to put on your life. Are you here? It will bring energy like that. When I'm feeling dry small, I want to fast. By the time I shout for six hours, I come out like a lion. <laughs> you see that the boy is out again. Are you here at all? Enter, enter, Kelosa, Prakishta, Marakusa, Tilagradosa, fasting and praying, reading the word, Meleka, Keleso, Talab. You will catch a revelation all of a sudden. You see that the thing will break, and then you are out. May that power be released unto you in Jesus' name. It's too powerful. Too powerful. Fasting is a great tool. No matter what the witches want to do to sit on you in heaviness, once you enter into fasting, God is about to help you. Yes. Number what? What number is that? One, two, three, four, five. Look for godly comforters. I think I've already spoken about it. Godly comforters. Job talks about, I have to leave my complaints. Psalm 69, 20 and Job 9, 27. Leave your complaints. Leave it. Number six. Wear the garment of praise. Isaiah 61 verse 3. You wear the garment. It's a garment you have been given. Wear it. When heaviness is on ground, wear the garment. He said, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Garment of praise for the spirit of what? That is, there is a garment of praise that has been Released by God to deal with the spirit of what? Heaviness. It's a mantle. You don't buy a good dress 
and hang it in the wardrobe forever. Why? Is it a real? A real is the one that kicks into play when the testator, is that, is that what you call it, dies. Wear it. You have a nice dress. Just wear it. So when I buy a, ni- a new dress and I'm not even ready to wear it, I wear it and put it down. Let somebody not come and say the foolish man. See how many dresses he put down. He didn't even wear. No, I've worn it too. It's second hand. You are handling it second. I have worn it. If for nothing at all, I will try it. I will try it. I will. Don't have this garment of praise and hang it. Don't hang it. Demons don't like people who are carrying this garment of praise. When you start praising like that, God starts shaking himself. And because God lives in your spirit, your spirit will start coming alive. Are you here at all? And when you start coming alive like that, every heaviness will start lifting up. Sometimes when you have done everything, you have sown a seed, you have given tithe, you have paid, vow, blah, blah, blah. You still see this thing sitting on you. Shake yourself in praise. Oh. Because what the heaviness does is that it just shuts your brain from seeing anything good that you can thank God for. But once you put on the garment of praise, it's a garment, it's a mantle. Praise the Lord. That's how you are there. Even though the fig tree may not blossom. He said, yet I will what? Rejoice. He said, I'm not praising God because things are fine around me. I'm praising God as a remedy. As a route to escape what the devil is trying to put me in. Is God talking to somebody here? You are talking to people, you are crying. Everywhere you are crying. Hey, Charlie, don't cry. Stop crying, no. Start thanking God. Start praising God. We are going to praise God one aggressive way like that. It's a garment. Just say, for what are you in the I remember when we were young, Christmas would be coming. Your mother would buy Christmas dress for you. Yeah. And during Christmas, we will be walking in the community. It's like showcasing your dress. So you appear everywhere. Praise has appeared. You are carrying the garment. <laughs> you will be laughing. They say, hey, and you when you see any last week, the Bible said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy can you must know when to terminate where your sorrow is and begin. Initiate your joy. You lost your job, you didn't lose your life. Are you here at all? They suck you, they didn't suck your God. And the people who suck you, they are not God. And when God is your help, your end has not come yet. They are about to see the other side of what God wants to shout. I am coming out. Coming out. I see God lifting you up. David said, I was young, I'm now old. I have not seen the righteous begging for bread, nor his children forsaken. Don't kill yourself. 
Don't poison yourself. Don't give up. Tell somebody, don't give up. One day, one day, you two, you do the wedding song. <laughs> one day, one day, you will have the twins. One day, one day, you'll be an owner of a big business. Are you here at all? Now, tell somebody, don't follow foolish comforters. I wanted to preach that one, Papa, but the time is gone. Because some people, the only way they know to comfort people is to introduce alcohol to you. It's introduce some sex to you. It's introduce some foolishness into your life. But follow, follow after them who through faith and patience obtain the inheritance. Follow up. There is a way that you come out. Look, every problem you're encountering there. Look at someone and say, it's a past question. It has happened before. Don't die. Tell them, you are the latest to bring out the solution. To confirm that the Lord really delivers the righteous when they fall down in any kind of situation. Say, I prophesy to you that you are going to become the latest advert of what God is doing. Don't let heaviness put you down. Say, shake the spirit of heaviness off. Tell somebody, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off! Job said in that Job 9.27, he says that I have to throw away my complaints. That don't go to sleep thinking about something very bad. God gives his beloved good sleep. Boy, some people have insomnia. Is it insomnia they call it? They can't sleep well. You don't have it, don't manufacture it. If you don't know the benefit of sleep, ask Michael Jackson. That God has given you, boy. He would have given all his money to get the ability Lady K has in abundance. One day, Lady K's mother told me, he said, the pastor, pray for my daughter. Even when she's eating, her hand in the food, she can be asleep. I said, my daughter is delivered in Jesus' name. I said, that's a good anointing. She has cast all her cares on Jesus. No worries. Then you are thinking, Bishop, one of our bishops, he said, one of their members in UK, the guy entered into one business and then lost his money from loan. So he will be sleeping, sir. Then you wake up, hey, medical, medical. <laughs> hey, medical. You'll be screaming in the night, oh, 2 a.m. You wake up, hey, I'm owing. <laughs> May you never wake up like that in Jesus' name. Charlie, people are suffering, though. But tell somebody, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Use some swag. Everybody rise up. Use some swag. Say, shake it up. Shake it up. Prophesy to them. Say, I'm your prophet for today. And I'm prophesying unto you that you are coming out in a grand style. Whatever has happened in your life, I see a testimony afterwards. Now, prophesy. Tell them, get ready for the testimony. All the days of shame and trouble, God is going to compensate you. With the oil of joy and the garment of praise. Say, I see a big celebration. 
and you are celebrating everywhere. And multitudes are celebrating with you. Prophesy to them like you are prophesying. I prophesy to you. You are coming up in a grand style. Clap your hands and make noise. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Shakala Bahasa. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Broadcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.